spidey senses tingling. Hello. Hello, Slim. <laughs> hi, hi. What up? Mark Farrington is back. Paper keg. Music thing. Paper keg seven. Mark, thanks for having us. Hey, it is great to be back and great to have y'all. It's good to be here. So, Paper Keg 7, everyone see that cover? The fabulous cover? Oh. I loved it. Fiendston knocked it out of the park on that one. You know what? The next time we make a convention appearance, we got to print these out and start giving them out. I think we should charge for them, I'll be honest with you. Well, yeah, to 50 yeah, bucks. signed copies. Yeah. Cash. Except to our faithful reviewers who check PayPal. us out and rate us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind giving them a free signed one. A discount. Discounted rate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, um, really big show tonight. Uh, we go over some industry news, you know, paperkeg.com, check it out. And then we'll get into some books we're reading, yeah. you know, if you're into that. I don't know if you're not. Stop listening. We're into it. That's why we're here, isn't it? <laughs> Amen. Um, and then we get into our book club, which is Demon in a Bottle. Um, and then your letters close out the show Beautiful. we got we got a ton of letters in this week ton the people uh the people they're listening that's obvious by the your letters are listening and they're talking i mean it's not even up for debate it's not not look anymore. at mark's <laughs> look at mark's foot right now. oh my god it is barefoot the whole time it is stately math manor it is stately farrington estate can we, can we, tell, table. Can we tra- tell a true story right now i got here the first thing I noticed when I pulled up is a freaky, <laughs> freaky used flip flop <laughs> on your truck. You saw that too. Yes. I meant to say something to him about that. Uh, Look, we all saw it. <laughs> I'm just out with it. The dogs don't leave anything behind. It's oh God. Fault. So so let's get into what happened um, last week. Now Mark was not here. He was on assignment in Chicago. Last two weeks. Last two episodes. That's right. You uh, a lot of fan uproar over that. Uh, a lot of fans. Yep, mm-hmm. it's good to be missed. Uh, we have a uh, a listener, friend of the show. Absolutely. Uh, he was wondering, you know, where's the DC love at on the show? And I was like, well, bro, Mark will be back next show. Anybody I know was it McElhenley? No, it was not McElhenley. Damn it! Noted DC empresario. Mm. Uh, this was at Demented for Fun. Number four. On the Twitter? Oh. Uh, he had a problem. I'll be honest with you, Mark Farrington. Something I said? Wait, can we go around the room? Dave is here also. Dave filling here. in. Jonesy is not here. He is on, on assignment. assignment. <clears throat> we all know he's on assignment Lucky for tonight. Uh, Dale is here also. Internet celebrity. It's, uh, it's good to be here. And uh, let's get back to the topic at hand, Mark. He thinks you might not be the fanboy of DC Comics that you portray yourself to be. Every response I have would be just a barrage of curse words, and it's a family show. This is a family show. I mean, look around the room. You see my collection of Super Friends DVDs. Mm-hmm. You think a proud, uh, you think a cool guy would own the Super Friends? No, that's a fanboy possession. It is. We'll get into this discussion later in the show in the letters mm-hmm. segment. We're gonna let this stew. We're gonna let it we'll simmer, marinate, if you will. marinate. <laughs> <laughs> Answer me this: When I hear it, am I gonna flip a table over? 
I hope not. I hope not, because that's going to come on me if you... You might stub your toe, honestly, with that big old paw up here. (laughs) (laughs) The toe is leaving. Um, (laughs) Plus, this table has glass, and I don't really want to have anything break in my sight, you know? Let's get into it right now. Industry news. Did we do a new sounder? I don't think we did. I don't even remember. No, we didn't. Um, Flashpoint is out. I read it. I'm going to review uh, it. You know, there was an internet uproar over Flashpoint in Free Comic Book Day because there was a character. Excess, a legionnaire. Mm-hmm, who is black but was not colored as such. In, in fact, her entire costume was not correct. Is that right? Yeah. That is correct. I didn't hear this. Instead of portraying her as the half-black character that she is, she was portrayed as blonde-haired and let's just say blue-eyed. I don't know. She was a cutie. Either way, Agreed. in my book, I don't discriminate against the whites. Why um, are you looking at me? <laughs> now I, uh, you know, I follow certain comic blogs on the on the internet sphere, if you want to call it that. That's what the kids are saying. Uh, DC women kicking ass chimed in. Mm-hmm. She's uh, she's very hot to trot on the hot button topics on the internet. Women's she, rights. She, women's rights, women's lib. She's a good writer. I got to give her that one. You're a fan. Um, she had an exchange with someone on the Twitter. She called it casual racism that that happened. Your thoughts, Mark Farrington? As much as I want to be in an uproar and as much as I want to call Jesse, I want to use that one button to call him and we can march on D.C., it's not that much of an uproar to me. I mean, if anything, some editor seems like he should be slapped for this one. Yeah, what idiot editor yeah, let right. that go over his Agreed. desk? Like, that's the one that I think if this were to actually become a bigger issue, he's the one who's going to be getting crap for it. And what was the colorist doing? What information did the colorist get on who that character was? I think we can all agree that somebody on multiple levels just didn't get their facts. Mm-hmm. Several people dropped the ball there yeah, for that to get all the bit. way to, to print like that. Yeah. Somebody, several people had to move. Drop the ball there. It was it was just disgusting. Not the the race issue to me. How often is this character used? Has she been around for ever? She was I mean, a big character in the Legion run in the early to late nineties. Oh, so she's been. I mean, and she's got ties to the Flash family, which is why she's in Flashpoint. But it's not as big as if you were to make Superman, Batman, or Wonder Woman African American. Right. And I would. I can't imagine anybody got that upset over it. I White can, people did. <clears throat> I can understand. Mm. Yeah, sticking <laughs> up with their friends. Mm. I, can, <laughs> I can understand that there would be an uproar, but I can't see it going, you know, to the White House or something. But I don't need, I thought it's the, an editorial slash intern. I thought that the comment were, was that, like, uh, the D.C. women kicking ass. Uh, she, she called it that it was a, quote, mistake like air quotes, insinuating that it was not a mistake that the character was labeled as white. Oh, come on. Like there's some kind of agenda. Yeah, yeah. What's up? No way. Well, I mean, do we really want to use like a C, D list character to do this quote unquote agenda? No. Now, granted, I'm a strong, proud Nubian, quote, fist up in the air, black man. His fist quote. is in the air, I can confirm. Thank you, sir. But at the same time, I mean, we don't have many black characters. So, yeah, I can imagine being defensive about some people. But having said that, at the end of the day, a B, you know, a D-less character like Excess, just don't care. Yeah, it pr- it's probably it's probably the same thing as a colorist getting a hair color wrong on somebody else. It's just you know the character is probably 
ill-used, never used, and uh, it's a free comic book day issue. It's an editorial issue, really, but... Exactly. I mean, there, there's nothing more than that. I think the, the issue is with uh, people and the Internet. I think, you know, there's, there's some people online that just look for something to yell about. Right. I just thought it was like, eh, some colorist was a dope or the editor was a dope. You know what, though? I mean, if they took uh, Static or Jon Stewart and made them not black, I'd be leading the revolution myself. Mm, yeah, that'd be pretty huge. It would be kind of huge. And then it'd be funny if DC actually made, like, a person of color go out and do the press conference, like Jim Lee or something. That would crack me up. What if they made a black Batman by accident? They do. Read Batman Inc. number six. The I, black don't read, bat. I don't read that. The Black Bat. The book is trash. It's Grant Morrison. You listening, Grant? Oh, whoa. Probably not. Right, Did you listen to the last uh, two episodes of Paper Keg? You can be honest. Yeah, I listened to episode five. Hmm. Not this six. guy doesn't even listen to his own show. Uh, <laughs> way, way to believe. I, I was going. I was, I was out of What town. did we say? Uh, was that the episode where I went off on a tangent on Batman Inc.? About how Grant Morrison will like reference a character from 1930? You do that every other show I'm on. And then he'll be like, hey, nudge, nudge, hey, nerds, see that? <laughs> right. One panel from 60 years ago, what do you think of that? I don't get it. It's not for me. You know? So, which is the same thing as what they try to do with this girl, Excess, and it failed yeah, miserably. it flopped. If Grant Morrison was in charge, I oh, better man. believe that nobody character was the correct race. He would have been slapping people and yelling at them in Scott, Scottish. Who watches Castle? Scottish. Oh, I am a huge Castle fan. Really? I love that show. Yeah, and so does Jonesy, actually. But He's probably I mean, chomping he's at the here. bit right now. Yeah. Ca I'm a huge Castle fan. <laughs> well, break the news. What's I got the news? Some, I got some big news. I have no idea what the news Castle is. Castle fans, just strap in. Unite. Brian Bendis is writing a Castle Whoa. graphic novel. Brian oh, Michael right. Bendis? That is pretty awesome. He's the only Bendis I know. Wow. I know, Mark. Uh, and Kelly Sue... Is that Matt Fraction's wife, Kelly Sue? Yeah, I think. Really? So. Yeah, I think they're married. I know there's a power couple. And they Kelly are a power though. couple. Oh, she absolutely. doesn't have the same last name. I don't know. If that's a joint decision by it's them. Part of the power. Yeah. So you know, better than a hyphenated last name, I guess. Right. The Jolie Pitts. Dave, of, uh, will you be buying the Fraction comic book? Ah, uh, the uh, Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Sue hyphen Fraction. <clears throat> Um, That's I I will yeah I will probably wait to see if it gets a decent review somewhere. Otherwise, uh, you know, my money's gotta stay in my pocket. Nathan Fillion, internet darling. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, the show is good. Mm. I, I I don't watch it specifically for him. But. For Nathan. Yeah. He's a star, you, you know. You call him Nathan. Yeah, okay. yeah, he is a star, yeah. NF. Yeah. NIF. That's what his friends call him. Meh. Yeah, I'll see how it gets received and then Mark. and then maybe I'll pick it up. What was that? You don't you're not a fan of the the internet darling? Nathan Fillion? You know what? I like him, I don't love him. But granted I've never seen Castle and D Sale and Mary Tram told me nothing but good things about it. It it is really good. It is really good. I never watched it. Mary Sale. Uh Mary actually took the sale name. So they're uh, yeah they're, they not, are they're still a power couple. But. I was gonna let that slide, but yeah. <laughs> Until I change her name in my cell phone, she will be forever okay. referred to All as right. Mary Train. Okay. Right. Yeah, and don't look her up as Mary Train on the Twitter because she switched <laughs> that. So yeah, I mean you can't even really say M Sale because no one yeah. knows how to spell Sale correctly the <laughs> yeah. way you guys do it. Yeah, let's uh, let's backtrack into Flashpoint right before we get into the books, Mark. And Flashpoint, 
only one DC comic book coming out the last week of August, and it's oh, the yeah. last Flashpoint. Whoa. What do you think is going to happen in that issue? Let's talk about it. Quote, unquote, everything's going to change? Mm-hmm. Who knows? No one will be the they same. They stop the presses for one week <laughs> to release one single comic? Mm-hmm. That's that's ballsy. Uh, yeah. I mean, you got to sell comics. Yeah, I think they're throwing money away doing yeah. that. Here's uh, the thing. I mean, if I'm going to be a jaded comic fan. Fanboy, even? Yeah, I'm going to be that guy. It's a fifth week, I think, in August. So DC used to publish these random events in the fifth week. They're used to huh? not publishing their regular stuff. Take it's, that, Demented. DC historian over here. Yeah. It's still impressive. Yeah. Like, they did their Tangent Universe back then. They did the team-ups with Marvel back then. Still, I mean, you know, that's it's, just going to yeah. put Easy. that's just going to put the continuity issues off another week when it, when yeah. a, a costume change gets passed. So you read uh, Flashpoint number one. Let's get into it right now. Boom! Yeah, I read it. I read it. I also read it. He just rubbed I, his nose like he was about to just throw down on Flashpoint. <laughs> I read it specifically because I knew he would talk about it. And I wanted to know <laughs> what he was talking about. Can we go back real quick to the Flashpoint coloring? No, the casual issue. racism. <laughs> You're, I've let you're it go still slim. dwelling on that. <laughs> I've let it go slim. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll let it go, too. No, no, no. It's quite all right. What do you want to go back on? Talking about events in general. Event fatigue? Yeah. Yeah? Maybe not event fatigue, but event hype. Mm-hmm. I was talking to, well, I promised I'd shout him out because he, he and I were having this conversation. Oh, I don't know so. if we can do this on the show. I don't know if we're allowed to do shout outs. Jeez. I'm doing it anyway. Is it Joe Ronka? Kenneth Cohen. <sighs> Kenneth Ooh, Cohen. That guy. It's KC. Free shout out. Diesel knows what he is or who he is. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's right. I know exactly what he it's is. Any endo. Anyway, beside <laughs> the point, we were talking Flashpoint number one, and he brought up a great question. He goes, How long have you been reading comics? I said, Regularly? 91, 92. Why? He goes, No, you've been reading 20 years. And all the events that you've read in 20 years, how many events ever actually kept with what they promised to do? I started thinking about it. Like, that's a good question. Like in the 20 years I've been reading comics and all of the crossovers, all of the big events, how many have ever had a lasting impact? Civil War. I'll go one for, one behind you. House of M. Mm. No more mutants. No more mutants. Yeah, but, I mean, come, we could get into this all day. We'd need the Internet. They're just, we'd just be spinning our wheels. <laughs> we don't have the Internet right now. We can't go any further. I mean, that's just the way. It's just what they do to sell books, and everything goes back to normal. I think that, that's got to be accepted. I was thinking. I agree with you. I don't think you're that far off. But the only two events I can think that ever really had a lasting impact were House of M and Identity Crisis. I think they're going to reboot all the DC books after Flashpoint. Like a new Batman, DC point one, point one, DC point mm-hmm. one initiative. That'd be huge. <laughs> so I it? think, uh, well, because who's they haven't announced who's going to take over for act for Superman once that's over. Because the JMS air quotes Robertson run is almost over, or Wonder Woman for that matter. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think Robertson on the Twitter has said that he's, as far as he knows, he's not staying after that run is over. You know what? For him having the balls to pick up after JMS. The steeping dog heap that he left behind in Ooh, Superman. Look out. And he actually made it readable again. DC needs to sign him. Uh, so you like the Robertson run on Superman? I like it because this guy was handed the story. He said, all right, well, we're four issues in. This is where it's supposed to end. This is where he needs to be. But it's getting killed by fans and critics alike. Do what and you can. the sales aren't even that good, too. No, they're not. Terrible. And he's actually making it, making it readable. And he's taking little shots at some of JMS's stuff. Like, there's a great scene where he's talking to, God forgive me, 
I can't remember if it's Lois Lane or whoever, or if it's himself, but he's thinking back to his conversation he had with Dick Grayson, Batman, in the second issue. He's like, I can't believe I was lecturing Batman on losing touch with humanity. Mm. You know, all the stuff that we complained about back in the comics podcast days. Mm-hmm. Did he make uh, Lex Luthor's president again, or... Nope, haven't gone oh, that far. Right. We haven't then had I'm that recent conversation. Um, but yeah, and then there's uh, bleedingcool.com is showing pictures of Tony Daniel drawing Batman for like upcoming cons. He's heard that Tony Daniel from Spawn is going to come over and mm. take over Batman. I'd get on board with I that. Would, I would get on that like a hot tomato. Tony Daniel is on Batman. Uh, not Tony Daniel. Um, Never mind. You know who I'm talking about. Greg Capullo. Oh, I'd read that. Greg Capullo. Capullo. Dave does not like that part of the show. He just sighed loudly. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to bring that up because uh, Kenneth had a good point. There's only a handful of events that I can imagine actually had a lasting impact. So let's get into Flashpoint right now. Yay or nay, Dale? Nay. Dave? Nay. Mark? Oh, I got to say it. Probably going to be a nay. Ouch. I didn't oh. like Kubert's uh, art that much in this. I don't think I've ever been a Kubert, Andy Kubert fan. A little touch and go. You've been sucking on the teat of Kubert for years. Adam, Adam. Kubert, oh, my excuse friend. Me, excuse me. Adam Kubert has never done wrong in my eyes. Whoa. Uh, the the only thing, or I don't know, the, the reveal at the end of Flashpoint 1, uh, which if you haven't read, tough ass. Spoilers. Uh, it's revealed that the Flashpoint Batman is... Thomas Wayne at the end, and Bruce was killed. That was kind of cool, but eh, that was not some... enough to get me to keep reading it. Yeah, here, here's the thing, I think. Why do we care about any of this alternate universe? Yes, yeah. thank yeah. you. Like, Amen. Preach, I just, brother. Preach. As soon as he woke up in this alternate universe, I could... I didn't care. It's like when we watched that episode of Flash and he woke up in that crazy future. Yeah, maybe this is all um, homage like, to the TV show. I exactly, yeah. <laughs> But I, there was just nothing grounding me to this character other than, and Flash didn't even really seem that stressed out. I mean, Barry Allen is one of the most boring characters alive. I can't stress <laughs> no, it man. enough. Who's worse, Booster Gold or Barry Allen? Barry Allen, hands Ooh. down, hands <laughs> down. It's just like an Age of Apocalypse. Now he's Bishop. You know, Bishop yeah. is the time-placed dude. He knows what's going on, and nobody else does. And he's got to tell everybody. Eh, it's been done. Simpsons did it. <laughs> you know? But, he, but I, yeah, and even then I was a little engaged with this. I just, I was even, I think was the first panel was he, he saw his mom or something. Yeah, that, it was supposed to be kind of a big wasn't deal. wasn't like super shocking. And if the next four issues are going to be, I do like it's only going to be five issues long. I mean, that's that's a, a bright beacon in mm-hmm. this otherwise miry mess. But I I could not care less, and I think you guys agree that, we just have nothing to relate to in this, no. in this world. No. If you've been reading Flash, then that's supposed to be the big tie that his mother's alive. But even then, as an avid Flash reader, I didn't care. So I, is the Flash book still going to go on? Because this is canceled. Like, oh, they canceled, canceled okay. it. It ended at 12. They full well said that it's going to come back. Yeah. But yeah. it's done for now. Okay, good. That's good. Reboot. You heard it here first. And New number ones. I don't know. I like the alternate reality stories, and I love DC to the point where I like the twists on the characters. I think they're cool. 
But I think we're being set up for one hell of a letdown. Yeah, and I think now that I'm processing it in my head about how they're going to obviously somehow have to tie it back to main continuity or else whatever happens in the in this world at the end of issue 5 doesn't impact the DC universe at all. Not at all. Whoops. <laughs> you know, so I would have liked to see more of that maybe, maybe of more real-world tie-ins in the first issue because uh, it just didn't grab me. But there were little things that I thought were cool, like uh, when the Flashpoint Batman Thomas Wayne is – chasing one of joker's henchmen and he basically grabs her and he's holding her over a roof that was a uh, harley quinn yeah i, I didn't even her name was yo-yo i, I didn't even piece yeah. that together but you're right it was yo dc was historian at slim right here <laughs> <laughs> and um as soon as cyborg that version's uh cyborg victor stone the world's greatest hero over there he's tracing he's tracking down batman he basically tells him to not drop her and he does it anyway he catches her and as he's sitting there scolding Cyborg, uh, Batman goes, she slipped, which was a nice little one-off shot to Jason Todd. Mm. That was a line that him and Bruce had years ago. I don't, I don't even know 90% of the characters in the book either. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that, that was the other thing that yeah, that's took a problem. me out of it. I don't, I don't know who these people like there are. Was, there was at least 12 pages of that Cyborg and his squad trying to talk Batman Wait, into helping. Well, yeah, that was... And I didn't understand... It seemed like they wasted... So much time, yeah, like, like getting everybody to be like, yeah, 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 let's do it because Batman's in it, and then Batman's right. like, you know, I'm he, not in it. You knew he wasn't going to join yeah. after that. And then everybody's like, well, well, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, and they spent all that time on it. And, and, and then he sat nothing. through like ten issues, ten pages of it, and he's like, yeah. no. And then he, <laughs> wouldn't he just left sooner yeah. if he was going to say no? Yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Ugh. You know, the worst part is, I mean, starting next month, we're going to have like twenty some odd issues. Regarding the spinoff series, just like Age of Apocalypse. Yep. Except the main titles aren't stopping. Remember when they did in Marvel, like Wolverine stopped for four months and became Weapon X number one. And same with Uncanny stopped for four months. X Factor stopped, and then once the Age of Apocalypse ended, they started up again at their regular numbers, which which I, which I thought was pretty cool. Especially in a world without the internet and without solicitation, so mm-hmm. nothing was spoiled. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, I I end in my. He's, once that Adam Kubert Weapon X number one came mm-hmm. out with that his frizzy hair, oh, sign me up, <laughs> sign me up, Jesus. <laughs> Having said all that, sign me up, Jesus.com. I liked Flashpoint one more than I liked Fear itself number one. Is that what you're getting into? Oh God, no, I, I didn't want to talk yeah, about Fear yeah, itself. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give Fear itself the airtime right now. I don't want to make that decision. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I've, I've had enough of Flashpoint. Let's get into something we've read. Uh, let me get my notes here. Uh, what do I want to talk about? You know? Oh, you're going first. There's a plethora. There's yeah, well, I counted Flashpoint for you. Well, I, I mean, maybe D. Sailor Dale wanted to go. Oh, Dale, sure, no, no, Dale doesn't no, want to go first. No. Um, let's get into it right now. Fear Agent. What, I, what we talked about uh, the last show by yeah. Rick... Remender, and uh, if, I don't remember Tony Moore, yeah, Tony. Yeah. Tony Moore, and the colorist um, Lee Leeridge, probably the greatest colorist I've ever encountered in my life. That's a callback. That is a callback, and we'll see him again, mm-hmm. mind I you, that. next I episode. Big fan. Um, the last goodbye, Fear Agent. We talked. Well, we talked about the first volume of Fear Agent last show. So good, you know. It it's was. Indiana Jones in space, yeah. with more of a drinking problem. And he's Texas guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It amazing. Um, last goodbye. I talked about how why he was like an alcoholic, pretty much. You know about how the 
the Tataldians. The, the Tataldians and the Dressites came to Earth. Um, you, pretty much, you need to read Fear Agent at all costs. The end of that last. Did you read Last Goodbye yet, Dave? No, I I read the. Shut it down. I read issue number one, and I just haven't gotten the rest of them oh, to God. read. And, so good. And you know what I loved, um, but it's too late now. But the Last Goodbye started. Um, I think it was issue 10, but that trade, when it came out in print, it start, It was billed as Fear Agent The Last Goodbye number one in a series of, and like in the, the number in the series was like 12. So it was it was billed as kind of its own little offshoot uh, trade, like s- series, mm-hmm. while it still continued the numbering of the main series, which I thought was yeah, awesome. Yeah. I knew you would love that. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Why doesn't, yeah. why don't anyone else... Uh, do that for their books. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not picking up what you're putting down. Say so, that again. So let's say uh, Fear Agent went to issue number nine. Okay. Um, and then the next issue was billed as uh, Fear Agent The Last Goodbye, number one of four. And then when you open it, on the first page, it says number ten in a series. Nice. No. So, yeah, that is brilliant. <laughs> oh, I get <laughs> it. Numbers. Uh, but it was, I think uh, Hellboy does this, too. Hellboy doesn't really have, like, a, a long-running series. They always do kind of, like, Small miniseries, but this was I was genius. And you want to get somebody some point one bull crap, you do like um, I don't know Wolverine, the Long Goodbye, number one of four. Meanwhile, it's number like ninety in a series. Mm-hmm. People go in oh, Wolverine number four. You get a, a new number four every four months, or a new number one every yeah. couple months. And but it still maintains the numbering, right. and it's nice because you know there's just not enough. There's not. As much bitching you could do, yeah. about the numbering system. Like you could do funny. the Flash. Like he's on his what eighth series, and so they're gonna reboot it again. Eight. They could say Flash, you know, I don't know, some Yankee Candle, one of six, <laughs> Lily of the Valley, <laughs> and you and they would track, you know, that mini series, and then when that was done, they'd have another arc ready, and it would still maintain the numbering. But the bummer was, I was all excited when I read that, and then shortly after, it it kept up its regular numbering. It was kind of like it said. Um, uh, I think it was I against I. It was Fear Agent I against I, Part One of Five, and that was just in a small box. And the premier number was the regular issue number. Mm-hmm. So I guess it, the world wasn't ready for something as as amazing <laughs> as you know the, that numbering <laughs> change. So it went back to normal. But I I caught up with all the issues. I just gotta read it. Go read Fear Agent right yeah. now. I really got to finish catch, reading that because it's just <sighs> and it's short-lived, too. There's, what, only 28 issues or uh, something like 30, that? 30. I think 30 is out now. Wow. It's it's late, so I guess I was lucky catching up because it's been late for a few months. Uh, there's more Samuel Clemens. There's some. Oh, oh man. You like the Samuel Clemens in oh, that I, first arc? Boner. You're going like, to get so sad listening to Samuel and listening oh, and reading man. Samuel <laughs> Clemens. Can I borrow these? Yeah, I'll give you the floppies. Amazing. Read it, Dale. Let's talk a little uh, free comic book day swag. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. Nice. Umberto Ramos. Mm-hmm. The one and only. On the pencils. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, your girl was in this one, huh? Yeah, she was in it uh, again. <laughs> Spider Woman. Uh, just I can't get away from her. Apparently. This Even one. An amazing Spider-Man. I don't think I read this one. I think I gave this one to my my uh, niece. It was good. Yeah. So it was it was uh it was good. Uh Dan Slot, you know, writer. So when he gets on the uh when he searches Google for all voice files with his name in it, he will 
he will hear that we're talking about this. And don't listen to the he podcast. does have a Google alert for Dan Slot podcast. Yeah. He's probably finding it right now at D Sale on the Twitter. Is very gonna, familiar. Yeah, Dave, Dave is very familiar with Dan Slot. Uh, Dave, you want to tell that story? Do we want to recap it? You know, you you, you uh, just well real quick. I I read. I've been I've been reading Amazing Spider Man for a while, and then when he got into the Future Foundation, I just I. Was in a particularly crappy mood, I guess, and I, I just, I just vented on Twitter, but like I didn't, like I didn't even at Dan Slott or anything like that. I just yeah. wrote his name in there and was like, when I want to read Amazing Spider-Man, I want Amazing Spider-Man. When I want to read Future Foundation, I'll read Future Foundation. And you texted me and you were like, I guarantee you, he's gonna. I'll bet you a beer, he's gonna at reply you. Which and then, amazing. like within within like ten minutes, it was like it turned into this whole oh, big thing. Man. It was so glorious! <laughs> I didn't even I missed it, but I got uh, other people at replied me, and then you texted me like you win, and I was like, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! How did he reply? He uh, he has like one of those Twitter uh, searches where like if someone says his name, it pops up as a no. I mean, as a I, result, I get it, but what did he say? Uh, he, was, I, he, was, he, he was cool about it. Yeah, he said he, like, he, yeah, he was fine about it. He just kind of, and I thought it was cool that he had replied at yeah, all. Like, yeah, yeah it was it turned it out to be cool. Upon, yeah, so, um, yeah, he said but like, he just uh, said like, Spider Island know, is coming up. Yeah, soon. we're getting to that. You know, Spider okay. Island's going to be like a lot of solo-ish stuff. So look forward to that. And I am looking forward to that. And I'm like, and I'm not, I'm not not reading the book. I just, yeah, I just happened to say something about it on Twitter. And it yeah, I didn't. Blew up. I, don't, I didn't like. I think we talked about that last show. I didn't care for the. FF stuff in Spider-Man mm-hmm. felt like it was, I mean, it was filler for the for the the event that's coming up. Well, this was a nice little filler episode. It's uh, he's fighting Spider Woman, <laughs> so she's at it again. <laughs> uh, the Mandrill, which I thought was a cool callback because you know he's he's like a little one issue villain. You don't really need right. to see much of. He he basically has pheromones. Spider Woman starts fighting Spider-Man. And uh, all the while, Madam Web is uh, watching over Spider-Man. I thought she was dead. She's a really. I old thought lady. she died too. Yeah. Yeah, the old lady the old died. Lady? So there's a new. There's, there's a, a new, new one now. Yeah, she, they must have taken the mantle. I must have stopped reading. Is she it black during that is gap? Is she black now? She was supposed to be, but they colored her white. What? Casual racism. What, what, um, what, what? A pox on Marvel. <laughs> so uh, she's standing there with Shang Chang Shang Chi. Oh, Shang Chi, the master of kung fu. Ugh. And uh, he's basically, she's telling him that Spider-Man's going to need help soon. So I'll come to find out after sp- they resolved the Spider-Woman mandrel thing at the first half of the issue. But Spider-Man, since he lost his spider sense, he asks Shang-Chi to help teach him Kung Fu, hmm. which I think is brilliant. And I don't know if it's ever been done before, but with his spider sense, he's never needed right. fighting never skills needed before. Fu. So Spider-Man with Kung Fu skills, I think, is pretty amazing. And it was a nice, fun little issue. And I, Yeah, I did page through it. Ramos was, like, on point in art in that book. I love his Spider-Man work. I, love I, didn't, it. Like I his, hated his Civil War Wolverine stuff, but his Spider-Man stuff is pretty awesome. Yeah, and I think I think he just fits Spider-Man better. Because I, I, I know – I'd never read it. I know the cover, though, when he has uh, Wolverine's big mug in it. Ugh. It was very cartoony, and it just yeah. wasn't – Wolverine, mm-hmm. but I think for Spider-Man it works very well, and uh, it was a nice, nice read. Yeah. What was the villain in? Do you remember? Do you guys ever read the Star Wars books? I did not. No. Off, not, uh, yeah, not regularly. Ones? No, like the th- novels. Oh, uh, there was a villain. It was the one that takes place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. One of the villains had pheromones. 
I guess I just look, kind of look like a huge Darth loser now for no one else nah, reads it. It's cool. You're actually you know? cool loser. for knowing something nobody yeah, else cool. does. It's cool. I'm going to start a Star Wars podcast. Star Wars novel podcast, obviously. <laughs> the Jedi Academy, anyone? I used to read that stuff all the time. Uh, yeah, okay, no. Cue the crickets. <laughs> Fine. You know what? Let's go on. Let's Ooh, go on. read a f- fanfic, too, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, though. We accept you. You know what? Shut up. We accept you. Dave Dave is here. Uh, we tried to think of a, a catchy one-liner for Dave. You know, Jones, we call him writer. And what'd you come uh, up with? Nothing. Good. Uh, now, there I'm was glad. A, there... Look, don't be all angry about it. Don't tell us. I know. It's angry. Uh, you know, it's fine. It's, fine. it's fine. cool. It's fine. You know, Dave, what do you... What I don't do you... need... I'm not just a, Dave. a show regular. I'm just Dave. Dave. Yeah. Just Dave. That's fine. it. Just Dave. At D-Sale, if you want to go that route. No one knows how to spell it correctly. No one's going to find you. I don't you. want anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how to spell it. Dave, what did you read let's, let's, this week? Let's take it in a wild direction right now. Oh, yeah. S- Suicide Girls number one. Whoa. Whoa. That's not... Yeah. Is that the porn? Or <laughs> yeah, so Dale wants it. Based yes. on. What, uh, what is Suicide Girls? Now, that's a that's Suicide website, Girls is a website where... Con Girls. Uh, is it Con like, Girls? That's what it's it like is in the comic girls. book, but like in the website is basically emo girls. Uh, Let him yeah, talk, like, Dale. All right, <laughs> yeah. just relax. You know what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And this All is right. why we don't get David on the show anymore. Go ahead, <laughs> no, David. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I, I, I'm I'm trying to think of the right word here. Uh, unconventional beauties on this oh, website. A yeah. lot of uh, a mm-hmm. lot of piercings and tattooed girls. Yeah, which is right up my alley. And and this book could have been about, you know making it through the 15 items or less line at Walmart, and I still would have loved it. Um, That's awesome. And and I actually went into it with that mindset that, like, the art is going to be great because it's just going to be hot chicks with probably big boobs and tattoos and everything, everything that I'm all about. But the story actually was was not bad. It's it's uh, There's a girl in prison. I like it. Yeah, there's Ready. a girl in prison, and... Uh, the suicide girls bust her out, and they they want they want her to join them because uh, they're like you know women's rights and and freedoms and stuff. And she's in this way of life. It's called Way of Life Foundation Rehabilitation Center. So she's had uh, problems. Man, yeah, I guess. Hotter. Yeah, she, yeah. She <laughs> she got busted at like a like a uh, rally like a rally to free something or uh-huh. something. Drums. And she was with her friend Zenia. Zenia ends up going missing, and she's all about finding this chick. Uh-huh. Um, and then, at the end, at the end, there's just this this great little hook at the end that I don't want to spoil it for anybody <laughs> if if they're going to read it. But, um, but she she uh, the suicide girls talk her into joining if, and her condition is if she can kill oh the God. president of the Way of Life organization, then she'll be in. And so they tell her that she can do it, and then um, their leader at the end lets out this little this this little tidbit that, that just like hooked me in. Like now I got it. Now I got to read the next the next issue. So it was very very good. I was very surprised at how how good the story was. Shocking. And the main character is topless in one panel. Whoa! So you can't, Whoa! You can't go wrong with that. She's not even wearing doilies. So he called No those? doilies. No doilies. You know who uh, drew that? Uh, Mark Farrington. These uh, Mar- Batman historian Cameron M. Stewart. No. Yes. Did what? He drew it. Really? Cameron. Yeah. 
Sweet. He's uh, been posting pictures of that for like past couple months on his Twitter. I was unaware of that. He did that uh, Assassin's Creed mini, and he also did the Batman and Robin few issues. Dave is taking out his issue now. He doesn't sure, he's just I don't know. I thought, yeah, I, I'm all, I thought, I'm I willing I to bet. I'll bet you that no, other. No. I'll bet you that other beer. Oh, inks. Cameron Stewart is inks. He didn't do pencils. Script. He's a uh, tracer. Pencils. David Hahn. Pencils mm. on that. Well, at least I got art duties correct. Yeah, so, you got one of them. Yeah, you got one of them. Right? Dave, are these girls like notorious? I mean, do well, they're supposed to. Well, when they go to bust her out, she's like, "We're the Suicide Girls. Come with us." And she's like, "Suicide Girls are a myth." So like, oh, this like underground wow. or- underground organization like that isn't supposed to exist that really does exist. I mean, it's uh, wow. Did your wife read much, this? much, much better than I thought it was going to be? Did I you? basically read it for the art, <laughs> and then the, and then the story ended up being and ended up being decent. That's a pleasant surprise. Uh, she though. did she did not read it. Suicide Girls, check them out. I'm gonna check that out. Not at work, probably. Don't go to that website at work. That's good no, advice. No, uh, yeah, N S F W. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> there you go, Mark Farrington, fake fanboy. Find out later. What are you reading right now? <laughs> Ooh, do I go DC or Marvel? <laughs> I don't know. Now you're on the now you're on the uh, the hot seat. Now I am on the hot seat. Called out. We will go with. Did Jonesy talk about Moon Knight yet? No, actually, um, at Chris Miranda on the Twitter asked us to talk about that. I think so. Good that you brought that up. Sweet, Moon Knight number one, brought to you by Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev. Um, story of Mark Spector, the guy who's Moon Knight, has moved out to Los Angeles. He's apparently an executive producer on the hottest TV show in America, loosely based on his life. Um, the book opens with them watching the show. He's at a party. He gets a phone call. He goes upstairs. It's Captain, Amar- Captain America, Steve Rogers, um, Wolverine, and Spider-Man. They basically tell him that half of the criminals in New York are migrating out to L.A. We need you to go to work. He goes to uncover a crime, comes across people smuggling an Ultron robot. He gets the head of the robot. They walk away with the body. And the big mystery is who is the new Los Angeles kingpin of crime, and also there's a surprise twist yeah. at the end. I think we should give away the twist. I read this issue. Well, it seeing as how the the promos did, the twist did they did the promos give it away? The promos kind of gave it away. Yeah, I I thought they gave it away because the Captain America that he met with was wearing the Captain America suit, not the Bucky suit. That was my hat tip. Well, the character of Moon Knight has been famous because he's always had split personalities. And he's been kind of a loser. No one reads him. <laughs> I he's, think. He's their bargain basement <laughs> Batman. I never liked him until now. Right. Um, so in this book, his new multiple personalities turn out to be other superheroes. In this particular issue, it's Wolverine, Spider-Man, and Captain America. Yeah. They, uh, they show him like the whole issue. He's talking with them, and they want him to join up, become an Avenger. And there's a panel where he finds the Ultron helmet, and they're all talking about what they should do. And Moon Knight is being is like taking the total lead in the case. And then the next panel is like him in the same spot, but nobody yeah. is there but him. So As he's, he's sitting there commenting to the people how glad he is that they're there to help. Yeah, him. that yeah. that was the craziest part of the whole thing. It mm-hmm. was good scripting. It was very good. You know, gotta give Bendis the credit. Yeah, yeah. Mal- where it's Malik does a good Moon Knight too. He really I mean, did. Does get everything. I, I was always – I think I have Moon Knight comments from back in the day from, like, the speculator years, and I always just got them because Moon Knight, I thought, looked awesome. I don't think I've ever read a Moon Knight until now. Didn't uh, Finch reboot Moon Knight? Didn't he do art? He did. Didn't yeah. that last, like, 
13 issues, something probably like was that? Late. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he probably did two issues. <laughs> I mean, the mystery was a good setup. The twist was interesting. And Bendis, Bendis. and Malieve, they rarely strike out. Bendis, I'm... though. Bendis and Ultron. I just want to sh- strangle. Why is strangle that? Bendis. Ultron. Oh, we, well, last episode we talked about the 12.1 initiative with Avengers. Uh, and, yeah, uh, Ultron again. Ultron and Spider-Woman. He just he just keeps bringing, back, bring, bringing those things back. And it's like... Did you read Avengers Disassembled? Yeah, yeah. Of How, Ultron. The Ultron. Yep. Bendis and Maliva we'll Moon Knight. I'm in it for the long haul. We're, run, we're running out of time right now. we got to do a lightning oh round. God. All right, Maybe go. Maybe a semi-lightning round. You know, we can talk about a minute or two okay. on the book. Um, I will talk about Avengers 12.1, the point one initiative. The Avengers? The, the New Avengers. Oh, New Avengers. Has yeah. their point one come out yet? Secret Avengers hasn't, right? No, Secret Avengers oh, just came out. That's the one I read then. Yeah, yeah. I it's mean, hard to keep like track. It's like 90 Avengers books. Yeah. Bendis <laughs> writes them all. It's hard to keep track. Um, this one discusses uh, a breach, a leak of vital uh, government information, a wiki leak, if you will. You know? Uh, the guy that does it is the captain. We all remember the captain, uh, the persona that Captain America took on when he uh, left the, the government. Uh, the the country, so he wore this Captain America suit that was like black and red and gray. I thought it was John Walker, the U.S. agent, but it wasn't him. Uh, I don't think it was. I think it was just another guy taking up the mantle. I think you're right. Um, so it it's it's revealed that all this is pretty much a WikiLeaks of the Marvel universe. Um, criminals that have helped the government, um, you know, do the greater good. Their names are out now, so it's revealed mm-hmm. that. The government has cut deals with these like vicious murderers in order to, to do you know to do greater good, and all these names names are out, and um, so now the Avengers have to decide, they have to pick, you know, out of these thousands of names, who do they want to try and help? Now that because you know, all these people are going to be killed by like uh, Hydra, <laughs> you know, there's these Hydra people that have been outed as you know helping the government, so they decide to go after this one AIM operative. Uh, this guy, uh, he was he you know he gave uh, information that helped you know, a, you know I think it was like a city from being like totally melted down, so they go after him, um, and it's it it's revealed that you know this guy is actually I can't remember what they called but he's a plant inside of AIM and that his wife is the actual operative and she works at home, so they made it look like this guy is working for AIM. He just goes into an office and sits there eight hours a day. <laughs> Meanwhile, his wife is the actual operative, and wow. she works from home. Such a brilliant twist. So um, that's pretty good. They find out, you know, they were too late, obviously, to help the wife because they went to save the guy. Um, and then the cat, this this version of the captain confronts Captain America, and you know, he's like, "This is actually not even a lightning round. I don't even know why I'm explaining so much of it." <laughs> but uh, you know, they go back and forth. You know, this is your government cutting deals with these people, and and Captain America's response is pretty cool. And that's it. Hmm. Cool. Read it to find out the response. <laughs> Was it enough to hook you on Secret Avengers? Will you be back? No, I stopped um, when Shang Chi sh- Shang Chi showed up. Oh, I think. Wow, you stopped at point five. <laughs> oh, hi oh. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't. You think got I'll be underscored. Back. It was, but it was. Uh, I guess it was a cool jumping on point. It doesn't set up a new arc or anything. That's cool. But I, uh, the the solicit said that this is where the Secret Avengers are outed to the world. But that didn't happen in the issue at all. I don't know what the hell is going on. Next, no, I'm sorry. It's all good. X-Men, Prelude to Schism. I had that one. I, <laughs> I read it. Yeah, I read it also. Ah. Schism. Schism. Damn you, Dale. <laughs>
Uh, it was it was an okay book. It was mostly a Cyclops reminiscing with a Professor X or prefer, well, Professor X reminiscing about Cyclops and how uh, Cyclops, you know, was a young kid and they grew up together and he raised this uh, Scott to be the man he is today and to lead the X-Men. I guess here's the problem with Prelude to Schism. I don't know anything about the X-Men right now, so I like war is building, but I don't know what war is coming. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, that was a, uh, was apparently the only thing they talk about is that that dope nemesis, I think Dr. Nemesis, whatever his name is, He's done calculations where a war is imminent, and then they need to decide to to leave or go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They gotta stay. It's yeah, it's just like some kind of vague, imminent threat that yeah, keeps very talking vague. about. Like, yeah, that's very odd. And it should have been a prelude to the prelude. I and mean. it's either yeah. all or nothing because all the mutants are going to need to fight this, or right, yeah. or they're got to pull out because they're all going to die. Yeah. Um, I've been following X Men. Sorry to cut you off, oh. but I've been following Uncanny, and they still don't tell you what they're talking oh. about. Okay, well there you go. So it's uh, that's kind of. Uh, very vague, um, but it was a good issue overall. I mean, yeah, each issue is supposed to take the point of view of a different character. So one issue is going to be about um, Magneto. Oh, it, like through this, like I think there's several hours that took place in this one book. It'll be happening again in the next issue, but from a different character. Wolverine mm-hmm. is one, and so forth. That, that'll be pretty cool. At least you'll get some to see some characters that maybe aren't written in as much. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of. And this isn't even about the book or anything, but just to see their Wolverine there on the Nation X or wherever this island's called. I mean, he's in, like, San Francisco now, and, you know, 30 minutes from now, he'll be back at Avengers Mansion. Like, it just took me out of the book because I just looked at him, and I'm just like, you, what are you doing here? But, uh, I mean, Shaking I know your he's, at the book he's an X-Man first and foremost, but I it just took, took me out of the book because he's on so many teams and stuff right now. He's everywhere. He's and coast to coast, but uh, there you go. Dave. All right. <laughs> uh, let's talk Batman Arkham City. Ooh. I wanted um, to read this and I fell asleep. Yeah. I, I love the Arkham Asylum video game, so I had to check it out. cover looked really good. Yeah. Yeah, and the art, and the art was, was good. I like the art. And it fits. The style fits the book. So is this leading um, up to the game? Is this like prelude yeah, this to is, the game? Yeah, this is, I guess, is what happens in between Arkham Asylum and what Arkham City will be. Oh, okay. Um, the Joker, yeah, and it picks up right where the game oh, nice. leaves off. I don't know if anybody played the game. Yeah, but, I never finished um, it. So game. Fantastic The game. Joker is good. basically on his deathbed from Titan withdrawal, I guess. Um, is that a drug? Uh, yeah, that, yeah it, was in the, it was in the game. I didn't finish it. I didn't finish the game. Oh. Thanks for ruining a yeah. four-year-old game for me, guys. Yeah, right. Joker hopped himself up on Bane. Um, and then, uh, so Mayor Sharp promises a safer Gotham, uh, and then Batman uh, goes to Commissioner Gordon. Now that Joker's away, he he turns his attention to these this brother and sister team, Terry and Tracy Trask, or TNT, oh, as boy. they as they like to be called. Um, <laughs> and I guess he somehow gets a tip that, like they're running rampant around town, and he somehow gets a tip that Harvey Dent might know what's going on. So he goes to see Two Face, who is all like bandaged up and in a neck brace and stuff. And Harvey flips a coin, and it it comes up good for Batman. So Harvey tells him everything he needs to know about these two, these brother and sister, who used to work for Two Face, and they found this Titan in a river. Two Face bought it; they were guarding it and just started taking it. So now they're all juiced up in like 
running rampant, robbing banks and stuff. Mm. And Two Face basically tells Batman that their plan is to just overtake the entire city, and they're gonna they have this huge thing planned for the uh, the dedication of the new city hall in Gotham. So then stuff goes down there, and sounds uh, like chaos. Yeah, and and the whole time the two of them, Tracy and Terry, are in communication with this figure that they don't show you in, like, a limousine, uh, kind of feeding them orders and things, kind of manipulating them. Penguin. Is it Penguin? I don't think it's Penguin. I actually think uh, it's going to end up – I think it's going to end up being Scarecrow. But but, but I have no way to know. That's just – the way that the way that they word certain things in the comic leads me to believe that it's going to be Scarecrow. How about Zaz? Scarface. Uh, any, any, it could be anybody. It could Ar- be anybody. <laughs> um, but uh, so after after this stuff goes down at City Hall, Batman uh, Batman goes back to the Batcave, analyzes the situation, and basically says these two are way too dumb to pull off something like this. There has to be somebody behind the scenes, and that's where it leaves. He's mm. trying to find out who it is and how to get to them. Arkham, is it City. called Arkham City? Arkham City, or Batman, Batman Arkham City. That's yeah. going to be a great read before the game because that. Game when does that game come out? It's going to be late. October, like it's supposed to come out on my birthday, but Oof. who knows if that's going to end up being pushed back or whatever. Mark Parrington, real quick, another book. Lightning round. <laughs> One sentence or less. Darkwing Duck number twelve. In nice. it, I'm loving it. I'm loving this book. Quickly becoming one of my favorites. This is the part four of a five-part story where he's teamed up with Shush, their version's world of S.H.I.E.L.D. to Shush. Yeah, <laughs> there is a big threat that S.H.I.E.L.D.'s counter uh, are facing called Foul, the fiendish organization for world larceny. <laughs> I get <Disney>. it. <laughs> God bless those guys. It's just fun. It's making fun of the spy organization and the James Bond theme and the secret gadgets and everything, so... I can't say enough about this. That wasn't one sentence or less. Great. I'll say that much. Really? Such great format for <laughs> oh, the okay. for Darkwing Duck. You know, um, I just realized Jonesy and I made a sounder for this upcoming segment, but I did not put it on my phone. So I apologize to Jonesy. Wah, wah. Um, but we did listen to them before the show, and they were quite heartily taken in. We might we might play one for the letter segment. Yeah, um, we're running out of time. We are really running out of time That's right now. That's my fault. I'm long. Um, I'm sorry, but it's good because the back. book of the week. Uh, I don't know how how everyone took to it. Yeah, demon Some in a bottle. Uh, the famous cover everyone knows. Oh. You know, drunk, strung out. Man, he would look. He looked rough <laughs> in that cover. He looked uh, rough. He looked way more awful than I ever. Philanderer yeah. Tony Stark in the suit. Um, I would say it's almost as iconic as the Green Arrow drug cover. Agreed. You Agreed. Know? Strung out on drugs. You know, that era. On the hooch. Um, Demon in a Bottle, The Trade, uh, paperback, uh, by David Michelini and Bob Layton, with some JRJR mixed in. Some JRJR. That's some weird uh, credits to this book. You know, Michelini. Did uh, the I guess the plot? Leighton did story. Jr. did breakdowns. Leighton yeah. finished. Yeah, Leighton did finishes. I don't know. It was all over. Was the place. that a pro- the process back then? I, I mean, don't that's know. Nuts. Um, so this uh, this book deals with obviously Tony's addiction to alcohol. You know, we all love the fun-loving Tony Stark. Yeah. You know, sipping martinis, mm-hmm. having playboy, 
you know, he's fornicating with women. Beautiful women. When he's Beautiful women. Um, this trade, um, there was a lot of fluff. A lot of fluff, trade I thought. Made me want to fornicate my eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> I think they could just as easily sell the last issue of this trade yes. as, right, right, as yes. Demon in a Bottle and then be done with it. Going, going into this... I had I had never it came out before I was born so I I had never heard of it really and I didn't really know what it was about I thought it was gonna be like, like six balls issues to the, the wall yeah. but like the like the first eight issues it's like oh, a man. sprinkle here and a panel here of of of, <laughs> of booze and stuff and then mess their message in a bottle <laughs> demon in a bottle was just like. All, like all at once, it just dropped it on you all at once, and then wrapped it up all at once. It was like he was better. Like I'm cured. Yeah. Like I, I wrote down the notes for each issue, you know, thinking that they would lead up to something. And then by the time I got to this, the last two issues, I have like no notes. I'm like, what the f yeah. is happening? Yeah. This is the, the the first six issues had nothing to do with what's going on. It's just sprinkles. It was back in the seventies. Like, yeah. It's like, are you sure you want that fourth martini? And then that was yeah, it. Oh, yeah. maybe I shouldn't have had that fourth martini. And, and then it's just like. Just little yeah. tiny little sprinkles, it's, and it's perfect for storytelling, but not when yeah, when you're gonna bill it like that, yeah. like demon in a bottle, like and just have the one issue yeah. really. And then he gets that. detoxed in the last issue. How long? What the, what was the time frame? That That's a what day? I'm saying. It's like he had, like it's like oh man, I have a problem, and we'll help you with the problem. And then at the end, it's like I feel so much better. It uh, it literally made it look like a like the one they did that with splash page where he's like you know going through the agony of <laughs> oh, not yeah. drinking. Yeah. But I'm almost they spent no time. The next yeah. page is like. Yeah. The, it's like a, literally 24 hours later. Like yeah. he it's one had page. to not drink for a day, and he's yeah. cured. Yeah, he's cured. <laughs> you know the sad thing is this is heralded as probably the definitive Iron Man story. Sad. There's no. Exactly. There's really no story. Exactly. It's, it's one issue is the story. And I, yeah, I don't know if that when you think of Iron Man, you think of that story, but it's definitely not an Iron Man story. It's a Tony Stark story, mm-hmm. and it's I mean it's there 1978. Was... It was flashy. It was. Yeah, there was some crazy. Good, there was some good stuff. Layton's Iron Man, I loved. Um, I love the part where he said Muzak with a Z. These <laughs> yeah, are some yeah. of my notes. I mean, they're they're just useless. Like the Hobbs character <laughs> for three issues. Yeah. Like I thought he was gonna play a role in the end. Yeah. And he's just Hear like some knobs. hobo. He's a hobo. Nobody cares about him now. Tony Stark is cured. Um, the Beth character, she who's the, who is she the bodyguard of? I didn't realize she was a bodyguard until like four issues in. I forget. She was. I don't know. Uh, I th- thought she was Tony's bodyguard, wasn't she? No, that's for- Iron Man, bro. I know, but I thought they were both like working for Tony. Um, well, th- the main reason I brought her up is you know she's like this, bro. You know she's her own woman. You know she wants to get yeah. to the bot. She doesn't think Iron Man's doing his job to protect Tony. Yeah, and uh, she confronts Tony about it. They're having sex in like two hours. Can yeah. we just talk <laughs> about the? Dude, yeah, I wrote that in here somewhere. Can we just talk about the hole that Iron Man bores into this president's chest? Like, it is the most violent thing I've ever seen in comics. No blood whatsoever. It was the most gruesome. That was like a pat on the back, and then bam. Yeah, the uh, the story for I guess the majority of the arc was. Uh, Justin Hammer had constructed this computer that can take control of Iron Man's armor. So periodically, like, a, a foot repulsor would backfire, and he's and and so he's tasked to look over the ambassador of, what was it, Carnalia? Carn- Wait, I have it. Carn- 
Carnelia. I yeah, guess it was Car- made up because yeah, they, the they're going to kill the ambassador. Right. So they go for a photo op, and Iron Man puts his hand behind him to like pat him. It's oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. goes off. But like, like, and then like, great panel. It was so crazy Iconic because panel. like, because yeah. then I'm like, oh man, he's in the S now. And then like the <laughs> oh, next, yes. and then the next, like it was the, the next the, issue. The, yeah, the next issue, they're like. Ah, uh, that Tony's or that Iron Man, he's a good guy. He can figure this out on his own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they just let him go. <laughs> yeah, he tells the cops, it's like, listen, that wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're like, it just well, went off. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then you go figure out what happened. Iron We've man. never not had to trust you before, yeah. Iron Man. <laughs> well, his story checks out. It Iron Man crazy. would never do this. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> it was absurd. Yeah. It was One of absurd. the things that cracked me up, and I know it was in the seventies, but how dated some of the technology was. Mm. Like when he's yeah. flying across the ocean, and he's like, well. I guess I can check out that new FM receiver I just installed. <laughs> I wrote that. Yeah, He's got too. this huge antenna that pops out of his shoulder. Yeah. No, no, no. So a few pages later, when he has to check his equipment, he's like going through multiple panels of checking all his stuff. He's like, and this jet skate slash repulsor combo is good. And it's an image of him roller skating. <laughs> I don't I remember that. You. Oh, Look at great. this. I had to take a photo of that. Yeah, it was like his own danger room he had. He was doing all sorts of, yeah. you know, energy yep. tactics. I don't know what the hell he was doing. Yeah. Just, uh, I was I was really disappointed in this one. It's just a shame that the demon in the bottle was like three pages long and mm-hmm. and Iron Man getting away with murder <laughs> was like two or three issues. And and another another uh, good one was I wrote down, trained by Captain America on self-defense. Remember when? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I have that in here he, too. Uh, yeah. the, the Iron Man armor is like put on ice because they need to figure out what happened. So he goes to Captain America, who at this point doesn't know that Tony Stark is Iron Man, and he's like, "Listen, you know, I never knew that was neither did I." The the thing. Oh yeah, when he was a founding member of the Avengers, then nobody knew who he was. Yeah, so, that's like forty. How many more years? That thirty twenty five years Avengers. where they still didn't know who he was. Well, exactly. I mean, there was a time when he was dating uh, the Wasp. When her and Giant Man had just broken up after the whole beating thing. Hmm. Interesting. I thought Side that was note. so weird. It blew my mind that Captain America didn't know that he was Iron Man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What a what a bummer. What a bummer. You know what? The credit where credits do. It was written in the seventies, and yeah, we take it for granted now seeing superheroes drink. But at the time, it was almost unheard of. Well, alcoholism for a superhero was almost unheard of back in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you yeah. see his uh. Yeah, if you see his office that he works in, like the whole corner of the office is like stacked wall to wall with bottles and booze yeah, and a bar. A like bar. it's the biggest. There's not like a little carafe with whiskey in it. It is every yeah. every bottle imaginable. Jack Powers was Jack, the name of yeah, yep. Jack. Nice. Yeah. nice. Oh god, well, that mean, was. But uh, I, I a lot of the one-liners and stuff I got a kick out of, probably because it was so old. Like uh, after he got to making out with the. Uh, Bodyguard Cabe. What was her name? Bethany. Uh, Bethany Beth. Cabe. Uh, the line about her one more when he was sober. Well, he, he was like soon after the mo- soon after the moist farewells. He said like, <laughs> it was like the weirdest thing. The uh, the part. No, but I know. Th- yeah, I know what you're talking about. When he, yeah, because he was he had whiskey. He had pretty much whiskey. D yeah, everything for goes down at the casino. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. With Iron Man, and then they pull Tony Stark out of the rubble, and they go upstairs and and make love. Canoodle. Yeah, and then she makes a comment about him being fantastic or whatever, you know. Yeah. You know, and 
And then totally. Yeah, you should see what I'm like yeah, sober well, or whatever. It was like, like totally bizarre. Like I guess that's really the era, but you know, any kind of respect that any female readers had for her was just completely yeah, tossed out of the window. She was a nobody at that point. Yeah. And when he was uh, when Jarvis was coming to uh, resi- resign, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What do you want, Jarvis? I got a headache bigger than Adrian Barbeau's." And then like <laughs> Jarvis like cuts him off. It was the best thing ever. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Oh god. So that's uh, anyone else have any comments on Demon in a Bottle? It was rough. It was. It was rough. a laborious read. It it really was. Agreed. I. Couldn't I mean, Namar. Namar was in the first yeah, three I, issues. What more do you want? Jesus. I would I would have cut it halfway through if I didn't have to talk about it. I'm glad I can say I read it and the show enabled me to do that, but mm-hmm. just I read it once and that's it. I'm not going to yeah. read it again. Do we want to get into uh, some letters? We got your letters I'm going to open them up Farrington's going to read them to you Jonesy is not here, but he is here in spirit. We love you, Jonesy. Thank you for recording that, Jonesy. Oh, it just cuts off. How do you follow? <laughs> How do I follow that? Read a letter. Do we want to let's let's uh, you read like two or three emails? Okay, and then we'll get into you being called out on the Twitter about being a fake fanboy. You had to bring that up. <laughs> this one's coming to us from Vox Orion saying. Meant to do this sooner, but Demon in a Bottle was a slog to get through. In my opinion, the amount of text and raw exposition is over the top, and I'm surprised to even hear myself saying it. Are comics better today without thought balloons and captions that describe the picture, parentheses, like in the 60s and late 80s, or would you prefer to see a shift back to all of that text? Seems to me that we've hit the, quote, just right mix for good modern comics. Mm. There was a lot of dialogue describing what they couldn't draw. Yeah, and that the art form has progressed a lot since then. Absolutely. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. What year did um, uh, what's the Daredevil one? Born, Born Again. The Frank Miller one, where he gets destroyed. Six, I want to say. What year did I heard Demon and Bottle come out? Anybody know? Seventy-eight, oh, okay. or seventy-nine. I was say, but that Frank Miller makes us look like total ass. Absolutely. And I mean, that and whole, look at him now. The whole Bronze Age and even early Silver Age <laughs> art of storytelling. <laughs> Where they're showing a picture and then they're describing it, mm. like watching the the Batman movie. And look, he's getting away. He's running to his car. <laughs> he's jumped in his car. He started his car. His car is driving off. Yes. Yeah. Just we better it. go after him. <laughs> yeah, remind Robin, you, get in the car. <laughs> everyone, uh, if anyone wants to email the show, uh, letters at paperkeg.com. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Next one up from Arthur R. Dudes, great work on the site so far. Why don't Jonesy Loves Beer or Mark write more? They don't have kids or anything. Keep up the great work. Hmm. Good good question. I got nothing for me. Um, I'll spare you the excuses. I'm no longer busy. I won't be on assignment for a while. More articles to follow. I remember when Mark was on his first on assignment to Chicago, and he had just handed in his first article. You know, we were all happy. You know, we're we're doing high fives, and he's like, you know, I got so many more ideas. I'm, I'm writing them down right now. Nothing after that. I'm still writing. I'm still writing. Next letter. Next letter. Next letter. Pixel cake. Check it out. Yeah. Oh, look. Jonesy even took a minute to write in. Oh, what a guy. But I'm not going to waste time on him when other readers. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) When other readers want to hear their letters read. Is it about Demon in a Bottle? Nope. This one's not. Oh, wait. That is about Demon in a Bottle. (laughs) 
All right, this one's from Jeffrey L. Mark, first time, long time. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, sir. Are you ready to admit now that The Flash is the lamest superhero of all time? Also, if you were on assignment in Chicago, how come you've only got one article? Are you putting people up to this? I don't. I let the people write what they want to write to the show. Jeez, you know, I put it out there that Mark's not, you know, writing. You know, we're trying to make an empire here. Mark, the people I'm are trying to quit my job, Mark, for your work. Dale That's is about thing. to put his two weeks in, and we can't sustain a, you know this kind of profit flow without your input. Why didn't you tell me? You know, I was going to ridiculous. talk to you about it after the show. Why do you think I'm here, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> He's working for free. All right. One, Jeff, thanks. Good to be back on the show. I'm not going anywhere. Two, uh, The Flash is not the lamest superhero of all time. Barry Allen is. Wow. Read the Wally West run with Mark Wade. I swear to you. It's great to see a character go from a little kid, immature hero, to one of the world's greatest heroes. Character grows. It's good writing. Let's, also, let's more articles to come. Let's, uh, let's get into it right now. Mark, we talked about in the beginning of the show, you were called out by one man... I think he's a man. Um, on the Twitter. Judging by those LOL Demented usage, man. unconfirmed. Uh, Dale, can you now read the oh letter about Mark Farrington, historian? You ready for this, guys? I am ready. I don't know if I'm ready, but go ahead. <clears throat> hey, guys. It's Demented for Fun from Twitter. Sorry for the lateness. I'll try to keep it short, but might fail. Here's my half-ass calling out of Farrington. I got a gripe about him being the DC fanboy. Seems to me he's more a comics Wikipedia. He does have his Geoff John's man crush and is definitely a Batman enthusiast, which Batman seems to be the only DC property he'll smack a hoe over. Which shocks me. What? What? Which, what? what does that even mean? Let me read. Let me finish. Is that a black thing? You're making this up. Which shocks me because of Morrison. I'm still waiting for an explanation on that one, but he seems to favor and know about Marvel just as much. Now, maybe he's a huge DC fanboy that happens to be a well of comics knowledge and is kept silent by the White Devil Marvel fanboys. <laughs> well I'd said. like to believe well all said. that. That's us. But it's a stretch. <laughs> okay, read it. But it's a stretch, and would any real DC fan leave his brethren unrepresented for two whole weeks? I say nay. Mm. I'd just like a more balanced and less jaded look at the DC verse, although it seems it's in the less popular corner. Wow. There it is. Feel free to rip me a new one. Now I'm going to go back to being ignored on the Twitter. Lulz. I throw a lulz in there. How do you respond to that? Because if I rip him, then I'm the jerk. You're the bad right, guy. You yeah. are the bad guy. He put, a, he put a spin on it, positive. Was it positive? You know what? All jokes aside, I am a DC fanboy. I do bleed it. I am drowned out by the Marvel fans every now and then. But um, Never. I guess I review some of the more popular DC titles I thought people would want to hear. But I can start doing the obscure stuff. I do read Secret Six, JSA, Superboy. Oh, Secret Six. Look oh, out. It's good. I read a lot of DC. So Name if that's what people want to hear or if there's other titles that we're not talking about in general that we should be reading, send us, hit us up on the letter columns, yo. That's exactly right. Guess what? What? You've been fired to me. What? DC Comics, bitch. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I guess that's Mark's uh, defense of himself uh, on the show. We'll see. We'll see if that's enough for at Demented for Fun. Uh, what's it? Is there a four at the end? Demented for Fun. Oh, Demented. No four. Oh, okay. Do we have confirmation if that's a man or a woman? We don't. We do not have any confirmation. Uh, yeah, we just got to trust him. Demented could be a man or a woman. I will bring more love to the DC. 
There you have it. I think you do a fine job. I think you do great too. Right. You know, I don't read anything DC. Yeah. It's awful. Everything they do is terrible. If anything, he should be he should be mad at us. White devils over here. Marvel white devils. Like Marvel has done everything right. But more about that later. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, I've done I've done all we can. Guess what? What? <laughs> You've been ferreted. What? DC Comics, bitch. <laughs> what what? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jonesy loves beer. His contribution to the show. Hurry uh, home, he's not Jonesy. here. Hurry home, soon. Um, but on the topic of DC, you know, fanboyism, we're in the midst of putting together a huge trivia contest. Oh man, battle debate between Mark and uh, noted DC historian at McElhenley on the Twitter. Has he accepted said challenge yet? I think he nonchalantly did accept. You know, he, he had better things to do, but he's like, yeah, sure. Oh. You know, I guess I can weasel it in. Can't wait to see that cover. Throw us a bone. Um, if you have the time. So the next show will be we'll be discussing. What's the book? What, uh, what book are we doing? Scalped. 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 Trade number one. Amazing. Save it for the show. Uh, <laughs> save it for next show. So yeah, if you uh, if you're gracious enough to write a review on the iTunes. Um. If you like Mark Farrington, you know, I think you should, you should think you should review us. And maybe I'll write an article in between. I don't want to force you. No, no, I want to. Can I please? Now it's an issue. Now it's an issue. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Dave, uh, thanks for sitting in. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Uh, sponsor the show, Tenelli's Pizza. You know? Amazing. Cut us a deal. 37 bucks. <laughs> We will see uh, everyone next week. Last word, Jonesy.